So we are continuing our four-part series on the best movies of the decade. Um, last episode, we did 2009 to 2011. So today, we're trying to get through 2012 to 2015. Yeah. 2012 yeah. was a phenomenal year for film. And since we have so much to talk about, we're going to just jump right into it. I'm going to go with... And if you don't know... If you look at the uh, podcast link, you'll see a link to a survey that you can take. Uh, and the survey was given out to hundreds of thousands of people out there who got to vote on uh, what they thought were the top movies of the year. And, and by that, we mean 16. <laughs> <laughs> whether they thought they were good or not. So it was a scale of one through five. One being the movie wasn't good. Five being the movie is exceptional. But three being reserved for films that they did not see so you'll notice that as we go through the list there are going to be oftentimes where a movie gets three and just was not seen a lot so we're going to talk a little bit about those and here we go so we got cabin in the woods the 2012 uh horror flick if i use the term horror pretty meta horror right yeah meta horror i, I guess you would call it i use that term pretty loosely there starring uh chris hemsworth yeah chris hemsworth was in there i actually don't even remember who else was in that movie I just nope. remember he was the top billing. The top, the lead female, um, we'll get her name shortly as I scroll through this, because ah, look at all these good movies that were in um, 22. The lead female was in... Um, Christina Hendricks? No, not Christina Hendricks. Um, she was in... Kristen Connolly. She was in um, House of Cards. She was the original uh, secretary, which was messing around with the congressman. Hmm. I thought she was actually on... She was on the precipice of a very impressive... Movie career. Um, Sigourney Weaver at the end. Yes, yes, yes. Phenomenal. I mean, okay, you saw this movie before I did. I finally caught this on Netflix about maybe like a year, a year and a half later. I had nothing else to do on a, on a Saturday night because I'm a nerd, you know, no life anyway. And I watched it. And the more, the longer the movie went into it, I was like, wow, okay, so this movie is self aware. Mm-hmm. It's basically making a lot of jokes at its own expense. It's making biting criticism about the movie about the horror movie industry anyway and it is really really good this is the best horror movie i've seen in the last decade it was it was such a good entertaining fun romp so i will say that it's not the best horror movie i've seen in the past decade at all but it's definitely one of the most genre defining in uh you know, the fact that it is a self-aware movie and it plays to the usual tropes. And I think it's, and it's, you know, without spoiling too much of the film, like it's very funny. It's, it's actually more yeah. of like a dark comedy than probably if you don't horror. watch horror movies, it's not going to be as good as, as it is if you are a fan of the genre. Cause a lot of it is so self-referential, but and it's hilarious and it's actually a pretty good movie. And people, Surprisingly enough, 31% Said thought five. it was five, but 31% also gave it two. So about a third. Of, That's fair. Okay. So, I would, yeah. So it's surprising. But you know, when you think, like I said, it is redefining the genre in a way, so it maybe doesn't fit the feel for a lot of people. Uh, we also have Avengers. The first the one. The first Avengers, 2012. And I'm not. I'm not. I was not so crazy about the first Avengers the movie. The first I Avengers. Everybody. Everybody has a tendency to say the second movie in a series, especially trilogies, tend to be the best. You know, the second Matrix movie was the best one. Empire Strikes Back is largely seen as the best one. The second Harry Potter movie, what have you? You know, second Lord of the Rings. Um, definitely, that that holds true in this case because I did not think very highly of so the first Avengers. This is the first time I've seen a movie where it has had. 
overwhelmingly positive reviews. So this one, 47% gave it a five star and 42% gave it four stars. N no one gave it 0% and no one gave it two or three stars either. Or no one gave it one, two or three stars. Like everyone thought the first Avengers is awesome. Go figure. I guess that's just the demographic that we hit with the survey. You know? Wait, was a, was no the very first Avengers one wasn't the one when they they wound up having the the big circular like the Michael Bay you know effect you know the camera movement when, yeah, yeah, like yeah, when yeah, they fought yeah. in New York City. Yeah, isn't that the one? That was the very first one. Yeah. No. Oh. Anyway, next one, Rock of Ages, the the kind of period piece, the '80s period piece with Tom Cruise, Tom Catherine Zeta-Jones, Julianne Hough, pretty fun. Love movie. I was never crazy about the casting. So, but but the soundtrack is it was awesome, tremendous. It is. That's uh, that's basically my junior high years right there. I love that movie, but most people didn't. Um, actually, I guess a lot of people just didn't see it. Fifty-seven percent didn't see it, but the next closest is five stars, and twenty-one percent gave it five stars. You know why, right? Because mo because it was billed as I said, okay, based on the hit Broadway play, and oh by the way, it's a musical. That that's gonna kill the millennial market, right? Probably, there. probably. But I thought it was pretty pretty good. Um, next on the list, we got Les Mis, the twenty twelve oh, uh, remake of yeah. Les Mis. If if you oh, speaking of plays and musicals, Ken is now going to give a glowing review that's probably gonna last at least seven minutes on Les Mis. I, I, Asha and I have sat through many, many of these, but you love Les Mis. I love Les Mis. And you've seen many different interpretations of Les Mis. No, I, I love Les Mis. I love the, the book. I love the, the play. I don't necessarily like the 2012 version of Les Mis. It's not the best version of movie. It's not the best film version of Les Mis. And Hathaway and Hugh Jackman. Right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the best. And the singing is certainly not the best. But... You know, I got to give props, man. I thought it was a, it was a pretty good uh, rendition of Les Mis. And Les Mis is just a timeless story. But, you know, perhaps, you know, it's just been done better in other forms. So most but, people didn't see it, I guess. And actually, it didn't do well on our reviews. Or maybe they, they just thought it was kind of four stars. middle of the road. I guess. And I guess, you know, what? I, I would say without really looking to these analytics and everything like that, that, that these days, if you want to judge a, again, a play, you're looking at... The, the the mammoth success of Mamma Mia, and maybe things like you know, um, you know now, now you've got the Disney live action things and everything like that. So, I you know honestly like when, when I mean this is a true Broadway play. I mean it's 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 made for the stage. So transposing that to to film is very difficult. And its plot and dynamics, its setting is just unmatched. <clears throat> like Mamma Mia does not compare to Late Miss guys, Lion King. Does not compare to Les Mis. Les Mis is on the next, like, guys. Really? Come on now. Anyway, moving on. We got Looper. No love for the French Revolution, huh? We got Looper, which stars Bruce Willis, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And uh, Looper are these, like, hired assassins that go back in time or into the future to kill people that need to be killed. It's a very convoluted... <laughs> And this is the one I always get confused with, Jumper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people confuse it with Jumper, but it's not. It's, it's actually really, really good. And the director went on to make a couple of uh, really great movies later that we'll, we'll talk Emily about. Emily Blunt was there, so it must yeah, be. Yeah, definitely. And it, Emily Blunt was in the movie. Um, people call it, like, you just think of Time Cop, but better. 
like Bruce Willis oh, as the okay. main role and not Jean-Claude Van Damme as the main role. So there's actually a, a very popular running joke where they say like Looper is just basically Time Cop, but it's A-listers instead of... I don't know. Time Cop was really good. Yeah, well, you know, like if you think Time Cop is really good, imagine that with better okay. actors. Well, That's which, what Looper is. Which is interesting because I'm old enough to remember when Time Cop came out and everybody said like, it's Stargate, but crappy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so I, this movie is actually really... This, this, yeah. this movie is incredible. It's got pretty good twist I enjoyed uh, that 42% of the respondents gave it a 4 star and then we had about 26% giving it 5 stars so that's not bad that's, that's wow. pretty good next movie we got here is End of Watch it is the LA cop drama starring Michael Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal your favorite Jake Gyllenhaal's range is almost unmatched with among his contemporaries I would say in, okay pro- that's my theory. Please tell me I'm wrong. The Jake Gyllenhaal's range is what is unmatched with his. I mean, what is Jake Gyllenhaal's contemporaries, bro? Like, let's be fair. What, 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 what? what well, okay. The, the late Ledger, the late, the late Heath Ledger, who you know was was another phenomenal actor. Um, who's like in Young Hollywood? Um, how old is Jake now? Probably I like early thirties. I, you know, there's a Jason lot of Biggs. Um, there's a lot of people who do not like. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, because like Prince, Prince, Prince of like Persia was not great. Yeah, I mean Jarhead. Yeah, Jar- he was good in Jarhead. Prisoners. Yeah, that was a great movie. Brokeback. He was good. Brokeback. Your favorite movie? I mean. Not absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought. Well, End of Watch is actually really good. That yeah, and End of Watch exciting. is very good. In. It's a pretty exciting movie. Twenty six percent gave it a five star, but most people, almost fifty percent, did not see that movie. Uh, Zodiac. Hello. Oh, Zodiac. Yeah, there's yeah, another one. Another that, one. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, 50% didn't see it. So go out and see End of Watch. It's on Netflix right now, you guys. Yeah, definitely. Argo. Eh. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck won Best Director. Yeah. At the Academy Awards. Yep. You know, this is. And and what, what is the story? What are we talking about here? Argo is the uh, how they tried to get out. The, the Olympic athletes were held hostage, right? Yeah, it was uh, the hostage situation. Was that the '64 games in Munich? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good movie. It was a good movie. I just didn't like that Ben Affleck guy. He's <laughs> not. He's handsome and tall and dark, but uh, that's about it. So. A whopping 68% did not see that movie. Most people have not seen Argo, apparently. Or at least people who took this survey. Okay, yeah. Of the thousands and, of people who took the survey. Ag- and again, you know, Ken, Ken tapped his social graph on Facebook. So oh this is largely God. a Guam audience. Yeah. Largely We're talking gamers. about largely Guam audience and uh-huh. predominantly male. young. And I guess, pre- no, well, yeah. D- did your wife share this male. with her friends? My wife didn't even do the survey, man. <laughs> and your God. wife sees all of the movies that I you know, see. I know. I know. But, you know, anyway, 70% didn't she see Argo. I know. Maybe one day, one of these days we'll get Dude, we money. should have your wife on the show. Lonnie, we would love to have you. All right. Okay. He's going to Here, kick Here's me a out. good one. Here's a good one. The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Oh. Now, that's the Heath Ledger one. The Joker. Batman versus the Joker. Arguably. No, The Dark Knight Rises. This is Bane. No, no, no. What? no, yes, Dark Dark Knight Rises is Christian Bale, Tom Hardy is Bane, Anne Hathaway is oh, Bat okay. is okay, my bad. Is Batgirl. We're talking about Heath. What? Yeah. Really? The Dark Knight 
is Heath Ledger. Oh, man. Well, thank you for that knowledge yeah. drop. No wonder why. And, yeah, the, the Dark Knight Rises is the third in the trilogy, and this is the one where Batman may or may not die at the end, and, you know, then um, mm -hmm. uh, Alfred, you know, played by Michael Caine, his, mm -hmm. his faithful servant, like, is, is the end. He's like, I failed you. All right. But this movie was, I mean, okay, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, it's revealed at the end of the show, it's like, okay, like, John, what are you going to do? It's like, it's like, you know, maybe I should do something. I think you should use your real name. And your real name is Robin. <laughs> Fate to Black. It's, it's like, I never saw that coming. Okay. Heath Ledger's interpretation of the Joker in the second film, in The Dark Knight, was so historic and transformative. And it's not just, okay, you know, give the, you know, pity the man because he's no longer on this earth and everything like that. It was a classic performance. It completely changed everybody's perspective on that villain. Um, but this film was really good, too. I am right now. I'm still in shock that Me too. the Dark Knight Rises, the third film in the trilogy, is seven years old. I can't even believe that. I know, it's uh, crazy. You see it a lot on cable. It's it's on yeah. TNT all the but time. Tom Hardy was a great actor, and oh. I, you know, unfortunately, like it's hard to, you know, get out of the 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 light that was Heath Ledger's Joker. Right, like that's just too good of a role to we're going to do some things here with your fantasy like he, he was a pretty awesome villain and Bane in the comic book is, is a, a huge formidable opponent and he broke ba I mean, he broke Batman's back literally I mean yeah. he shattered the Batman yeah but, but so 42% gave it a 4 star and 36% gave it 5 stars. This was supposed cool. to be like the end game for for the Batman trilogy. And it was. And that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty awesome. And I, I really wish they did reboot it with uh, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like kind of okay, I said I said bad girl but I meant Catwoman. Did you like Anne Hathaway in this movie? And, right, yeah. Anne Hathaway's yeah. second appearance on, on I our like her. I like her. podcast. I like Anne Hathaway. It's not too shabby. I like her. Yeah. She was, she was actually she was good in this movie but yeah. Good cast, too. All right, here's one. Here's one that, like, this makes sense, right? Life of Pi. I didn't see it. I know of it, and I, I know how much praise it's gotten, and this is, uh, wait, who did this? Ang War, uh, what's his name? Ang Lee? Is he the director? Ang Lee. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's your favorite director, so. Because I mean, the same guy that did Brokeback Mountain, yeah. yeah. Um, the, lot, the tiger was CGI, right? I'm assuming. That, I, I hope so. <laughs> Either that or that's the best well-trained tiger we've ever seen. So this movie is basically there's a shipwreck or like a like this family is on like a cruise ship or something and then uh, it gets destroyed and uh, this boy has to survive the elements and the sea and make his way to land or civilization and it's uh, really really good. Okay, Uncle Ken, can I just say? I'd like to add a little twister. Because I'm going to rate this movie right now. And because it's Life of Pi, I'd like to give it 3.1416 stars. <laughs> <laughs> and Ken, who is very, very mathematically inclined, just did the mother of all eye rolls that you can't see right now. But So I guess most people, not like you, Jason, didn't see Life of Pi. 50% didn't see it. But the ones that did uh, gave it four or five stars. What was that movie with Robin Williams with all like the flowers and the multi, the very vibrant colors and everything like that? Because I know a lot of people liken Life of Pi to... I forgot what that movie's called. I can't think of it right now. Oh. Yeah, it's like excessively artsy and very, very colorful. Almost. I what it's called. You know what uh, I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. Williams. Jang uh, Django Unchained. That's the next one. Okay, Django Unchained uh, for which... Wait, did Leo win Best Actor? No, Leo didn't win Best no. Actor for that. Um, Christopher Waltz? I don't know. 
But that was awesome. That's another Quentin Tarantino movie that we put on. How about Quentin? All of Quentin Tarantino's movies, like in the past decade, are on the top ten list of the years for yeah. us. So, oh no, wait. Or did did uh, Django Unchained won uh, Best Picture, right? I don't know. Did it? What? No, I don't think uh. so. Anyway, Django Unchained story about a uh, black man, Jamie Foxx, who is trying to uh, free his uh, wife, right? Who is under the is enslaved by a mm-hmm. treacherous Leo. slave owner, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. And which is a funny movie, Samuel Jackson plays the uh, <laughs> yeah. the black slave that also works for uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And they have uh, Christopher Waltz, who plays another role. This time, I mean, he was in Inglourious Blasters, and now he plays like the, uh, the mentor of Jamie Foxx's character in the movie. And that's a pretty good movie. I actually really enjoy it. Django was yeah. And uh, 42%, an overwhelming positive review, five stars. 42% of people thought it was very, very good. So, Jace, how about this one? You're next. You're next. Another Sorry, horror Charney movie. Sharni Vincent. Yeah. Is that Sharni Vincent? I believe it's Sharni. Okay, Your Next was one of those films that I, I don't know. I don't know who came up with the idea of let's use animal masks with a very sinister expression on them scary as hell and that movie and all you see on super scary yeah and like, all you see on your next is like it looks like someone like etches like like uses like a jagged knife or like an, an arrowhead or something to scratch something and it just says your next and then you have like there's the fox mask and there's like the deer and there's like a, a giraffe or something like that and they also use that this year in um remember in the funeral scene of uh, pet cemetery but yeah, yeah your next hyper violent and at the end it winds up being like really silly and funny and it, it would, would you say it's a revenge yeah, revenge porn is. movie not a revenge porn movie what are you talking about no it's a, you, you exact revenge and it's it's excessively okay, about that's not what revenge porn is but okay yeah, that's uh, well, okay. actually not anything about what revenge porn no, okay, is okay not but. the literal definition of what's now okay oh so we just say random words and make yeah. it sound like <laughs> that's what we're talking about yeah okay no but well this movie is in 2013 so this, this is, is draft hypot news if we're talking yeah, about this like, is the first 2013 movie we're talking about but no it is incredible because it is really scary but like cabin in the woods it kind of redefines the genre in a bit because it is not what you expect and what happens later in the movie is definitely uh it's an a refreshing take on a on you know, a genre that's kind of been lacking in the past, or and at it, least at the time. And this lacking. brings it back to remember in um, the original Nightmare on Elm Street how um, how Nancy, when she was played by Heather Langenkamp. Yeah, no, that's different. This is different. No, but I mean, remember she reads all of those books about like how to set booby traps and how to you know how to ensnare somebody and everything like that. And I mean, this this girl who becomes caught up in this like what is it like white privilege and these guys just want to like. I mean, this story's been told so many times. It's like, you know, um, people that grow up in the lap of luxury want to hunt people that are like, you know, for whatever reason, they feel that they're less than them and they want to. Um, no, that's not why. They, well, they, they basically go and they, they pick off people one by one. But this chick has survival training. Yeah. And she's really, really good at being resourceful. Awesome. The, the plot is like Home Alone. Yeah. 
Home Alone, but not, <laughs> yeah. but not funny. And, kind of. Yeah. And okay, and the, and the parts in Home Alone when Joe Pesci's getting like hit in the face yeah, with like yeah, uh, yeah. these, this one is that same thing too, but it's not funny. <laughs> but or, the guy's or, head explodes. Yeah, or, or Rocky. That's a great dog. analogy, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, what you were describing there just came. That's actually there's, a there's fantastic actually a movie that came out this year is very similar to it. I, I don't know if we have it on our list, but I gotta I gotta double check. I forgot what it's called. Another movie came out this year, very similar. Okay, moving on. Prisoners, starring Hugh Jackman. Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano, um, Hugh Jackman's Paul father. Paul Dano, very underrated actor. Hugh Jackman's a father, and his son is abducted, kidnapped. So he takes it upon himself to try to find out. Stanley Tucci's in the movie, I believe, too. Uh, to oh, find out who captured his son. Incredibly powerful movie. Taken, yes. Yeah. So I would describe here. No Take prisoner. It. No prisoner. Oh, prisoner. Okay. I'm sorry. It's just the plot in the beginning. Sorry. Yeah, it was similar, but I mean, this is more drama oriented. Like, you know, uh, Hugh Jackman's character is not like Liam Neeson. He's not like you know going to kill a bunch of people or whatever. Oh, he's just okay. he's a father who's trying to find what happened to his son. It's very powerful movie. Super underrated. But look at this, and this is the first time I've ever seen it like this. Eighty percent of people have not watched Prisoner. Really, people, and in and in the uh, tw- uh, there was like five percent on each for one star, two star, four stars, and five stars, which surprises me. Guys, go out and watch Prisoners. That movie is incredible. Moving down the list, we have Out of the Furnace. We talked about this on the last podcast. It's the Christian Bale movie. We talked about this on the Christian Bale movie where he tries to avenge his brother's death, played by Casey Affleck. We're not going to really talk about that one because that also had 80% of people who did not watch that either. Jeez. That is a surprise to me, guys. You are missing out on some great movies. Next one, 12 Years a Slave. Mm. This one, Best Picture. Yeah. And deservedly so. Chouette. Chiwetel Ijefor. Yeah, Chiwetel He played the part of Platt. Now, I don't know if you saw this when you were going to your fancy, you know, private school education, but in public school, oh my gosh. Uh, they made us in social studies class watch a movie called Half Free, Half Slave. And it's about the story of, it's basically the uh, based on a series of the, um, the compendium uh, Solomon Northup's Odyssey. But this is basically um, the story of Platt, who, as the title and indicates and everything like that breaks away from slavery slavery yeah yeah but powerful movie and you know what 50 percent of the people who took the survey did not watch 12 years of slave which is crazy or that, did they just feel like they were indifferent to it i, I think no i think they didn't see it but 40 percent the remaining 50 percent. what is wrong with the people that you've said okay the so remaining- looper, looper is like right up there with freaking like you know well, you haven't watched grapes of wrath you and- haven't watched looper and looper is an actually amazing movie i preferred looper over 12 years of slave actually by far i thought looper was an incredible movie but you know i mean 12 years of slave is a great christian bell's in 12 years of slave yes is he not oh no 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 that's a no uh what's his Brad name Pitt was there michael fassbender, michael fassbender. yeah but uh oh, Dono. Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes himself. So, <laughs> and Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, so forty percent thought it was four stars, fifty percent didn't see it, and the other ten percent gave it a five stars. God, people. American Hustle. No, J Law. That's a Christian. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Bradley it. Cooper. Yeah. Best supporting actor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no no J- Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is there. And oh, wait, I'm sorry. Well, now we're into 2013 movies, right? Yes yes yes. 
we talked about this one in the Christian Bell podcast, so we're not we're gonna just uh, brush over it really quickly. Thirty six percent didn't see this movie, but twenty five percent gave it four stars, and fifteen percent gave it five stars. Another telling example of the fact that you recognize Christian Bale because of his facial structure and because of his, you know, his his chin, his stunning good looks and everything, but once you see him act, you know, you don't know who that is because he becomes a completely different person. He really he was really, transforms really himself for that, that character. All right, here's a good one. Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. Uh, what do you think the majority of people gave Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> what is Jordan's what's his last name? Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort. So the real the story life story. Of Jordan, of, the real life story. Well, the exaggerated story of Jordan Belfort. Okay, so he. So his backstory is that he was taken under the wing by Matthew McConaughey's character. Yes, yes. Um, and said that basically this is how you essentially hustle if you want to work on Wall Street. You get people to invest their money, and right when they're about to cash out, no, you don't go there. You get them because there is a neurological addiction that they now have to making money and you get them to invest more so technically they're getting i'm almost quoting the movie here they get richer and richer and richer on paper however as the broker you're taking home fat checks because of your commissions and this is the time in you know like before the market crash in 1987 before black monday yeah yeah uh where you would make a killing and you would do massive amounts of drugs and you would go through women as if they were you know one of the commodities you were trading, which is which is very crass. So, okay. Now to your question, I would think that that normal folk and the movie mm-hmm. appreciating type would say this was at least a four or five. Given right. the given the fact that Looper is above twelve years of slave, I have no idea what your respondents said. So fifty percent gave it five stars. Fifty percent. Okay, and that, then, that's respectable. And thirty percent gave it four stars, and then there was a couple of percentage points at leo got nominated for best actor jonah hill got nominated for best supporting movie. actor it was a really good movie that, and jonah that was, hill was good in that yeah movie. and that was matthew mcconaughey at the top of his game too oh man that was a and he's only in like two scenes he's just in the beginning and yeah. that's about it um margot robbie this is our first oh yes oh yeah our first um what our our first introduction to her all right next here's a good one frozen Okay. The wonderful animated that, story of uh, yeah. Ella and Elsa. The, Elsa and Elsa and, and Anna. Anna. And Olaf the snowman. Yeah. Do, can I ask you, because it is the holiday season, we're recording this. Do you want to build a snowman? Do you want to go out and play? Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway. Or do you want to just run away? It's a Disney movie, guys. So Made 40, a crap ton of money. 42% gave it four stars. Now remember people, we were, Ken and I run the digital team. We also work with two, two radio stations. We do, we're, we are affiliates of two TV networks. We could not get away from that damn song if we tried for like a seven month period. It was around us even if we didn't want it there. Well, it was an awesome movie. 25% of people gave it uh, two stars. And no one gave it a, a losing score. So it was overwhelmingly positive. All right, Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. McConaughey. Oh, okay. McConaughey and Jared Leto both won. Okay, this movie won Best Picture. This movie won Best Actor, Matthew McConaughey. It won Best Supporting Actor, Jared Leto. Who among those two actors blew you away more? This movie. Jared Leto, I think. Because of the transformation he made? Yeah. I didn't see the movie. You did not see yeah. Dallas Buyers Club, no. Oh, man. I mean, it's such a crazy story. You know, it's about uh, but people uh, afflicted with uh, HIV. With HIV. And, uh, you know, 
their insurance or whatever just doesn't cover the medicine. So That's where he lost like. Oh yeah. Bounce, yeah. Yeah. Well, because the the, F, the FDA did not approve those, you know, yeah. across the border uh, experimental drugs, and so what's the guy's name? Ron. I forgot his I last forgot. name. Yeah. This is an awesome story. It's crazy, crazy true story. Thirty uh, percent gave it five stars. Twenty percent gave it four stars. So that's good. And the rest didn't see it. So great movie. Snowpiercer. Okay. Have you seen Snowpiercer? The- it's on Netflix. I've not. Se- it was in my queue for like the longest time, but this is the one about society Chris- on a train. Chris Evans is holding like a pickaxe and he's standing there, and like the and there's snow and and the train. Well, it's directed by a Korean director, uh, and the train the train is a metaphor for for the world, right? For society, correct? Because in in the future, like the world is messed up, so everyone lives on a big train, like a steam train called a snowpiercer, and it just drives or it just continuously goes around the world. And the, ca- the carriages of this train are separated by class. So the lower caste people live in the back. Purgatory. And the, the higher, you, you know, the more uh, rich people live towards the front of the train. And okay, so in other words, it's basically Titanic. No. No, 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 no. It's not Titanic at all. But so like any unbalanced society, the people at the bottom revolt. And try to make their way up the front to the front of the train. It's very interesting. Has uh, what's his name? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Uh, Jamie. I can't think of that guy's last name right now. Jamie. Kennedy. No, no, no. Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell and uh, Tilda Swinton. It's a really, really good movie. Very, okay, well, very, is is, very... Tilda, is Tilda Swinton in any way ambiguous in this movie? Oh, you will not tell that it's Tilda Swinton. But does, she doesn't look ambiguous ambiguous but she plays a like a really old like snobby lady oh okay because i mean this is no indictment on tilda swinton but she's okay when she plays the ancient one in the doctor strange movies and everything Mm -hmm. she really doesn't have gender um when she was in uh constantine she played gabriel the the archangel of death gabriel has no you know real gabriel is neither male nor female right yep um Jill Swinton is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Anyway, most people didn't see it, but the people did who did see it gave it five stars, fifteen percent. So nice. Definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. The last movie of twenty thirteen is Rush, which is the story about the um, about Tom Sawyer, about Y Y Z. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, <laughs> Working man is about the uh, comp- competitive nature between the two uh, Formula One drivers. I forgot their names. I can't think of their names right now. But it's Mario uh, Andretti. Uh, and um, what's the other guy's name? I can't think of it right now. But it's played by Christian Bell. Um, uh, I'm sorry, not Christian Bell. Uh, Asha's guy. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Asha's guy. <laughs> uh, Hi, Asha. We miss you, by the way. <laughs> it's pretty good, but most people... We could really use your help, Asha. I guess most people, most people didn't see it. So this is 70% didn't see it. So we're just going to skip that one. What was the name of the movie again? Rush. It's a racing movie. Ron Howard, I think, directed that movie. Ah. Okay, 2014, Gone Girl. You seen Gone Girl? I've not seen it, but I I know it is one of the seminal moments of, like, cinema in the last six years. What is that girl's name? Gone Girl's main actress name. Okay, looking Why can't I think of it right now? So Ben Affleck is in the movie. Rosamund Pike? Rosamund Pike. There you go. 
He is married to Rosamund Pike. Um, okay, I have to see this movie now because Emily Ratajkowski is in it. Oh, uh, mm. wow! Yeah, you, oh, yeah. oh, she is. Okay, she's, she's she's in it. Like she's air quotes in it. Yeah, you gotta see. Really, it. you gotta see it. Actually, <laughs> if you have not seen it, you gotta, and also the guy from um, uh, How I Met Your Mother's in there. Uh, Doogie Howe, Dougie Oh, Howe, yeah. Dougie um, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. So, uh, Rosamund Pike, um, she's quote unquote kidnapped, and um, they think that her husband, Ben Affleck, is the one who kidnapped her or killed her or whatnot. And, uh, you know, I just don't want to spoil the rest of the story. You have to see it. It is a really, really um, clever script. Most people gave it overwhelmingly positive reviews, 20% giving it five stars, 30% giving it four stars, and most of the rest not seeing it. But there were well, there was a couple of people who only gave it one star, which I find that really surprising. Gone Girl is excellent movie. You should definitely check it out. Next one on the list is John Wick, the first John Wick, starring Keanu Reeves. The revitalization of Keanu Reeves' action career, if you will. I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies. Have you not seen any? I've of seen the John I've, Wick I've seen none of them. <laughs> okay, look, first one. So the premise is simply this: John Wick is an assassin. He's in love, right? He has a wife. She is killed. Like this all happens in the first like five minutes. Okay, I'm sorry again. Can can I analogize? Okay, so it's Spawn. No. <laughs> you are just not good with analogies, Jason. Like, I mean, just the same way that Snowpiercer went, okay, it's Titanic. Yeah. This is Spawn. So she dies, he gets a dog, and he loves the dog, right? And it's just a man and his dog. And then people break into his house and kill the dog. So this highly... And the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> this highly trained assassin exacts vengeance for the entire span of the movie. So it is Spawn. It's not Spawn at all because he didn't die. He didn't come back. He's not a demon. He's just a man on a there's, mission. There's no clown. There's yeah, the, like 220 people died. How many? How many? <laughs> 220 or something. Oh, my God. It is incredible. John Wick is like is an awesome movie. And this is what gave rise to what they can now call the, the keanu Sans, right? Everybody saw Keanu, Keanu Reeves in like a new light. I think so. By I being mean, incredibly violent, everybody sees him as this you know benevolent generous figure now but you know like keanu reeves he has this like a notoriety for being a really like mellow and down-to-earth kind of guy right you know like he's gone through like so much hardships in his life but he's just always like real humble dude so to see keanu reeves like in a movie transform into this just like crazy killer kicking ass in the beginning of the movie you know he's pretty much playing himself like a loner type of guy whose wife died which happened to him in real life you know like and has a dog and he only loves this dog and the dog dies like it's you feel it like you know does he do the voice the what the Johnny Utah voice no (laughs) I am an FBI agent no but it is a very like (laughs) He didn't do that, but it, he's uh, not Bill S. Preston. No, but he he he. Uh, it's a very like slick movie. Like you know, the, the the set design is nice. The the action is different. It's like based off uh, southeastern south southeast Asia type of action. It's very exciting. It's a good movie. And look at this: seventy percent gave it five stars. 
Of you course they did. How, you can tell how young. Of course they did. It's your friends. Yeah. Dude, it's not my friends, Jason. There are people on my Facebook page. 220 okay. people got wasted and they then oh and they got wrecked. Oh my god. And so people would like this movie. However, the, the I am so funny. I can't believe they gave it five. 12 stars. years. It is not five stars to me. Okay, like that is crazy. 12 years a slave did not get any love. Interstellar. That's next on our list. Didn't see it. Oh my gosh, man, Jason! I gave this a three because I, I recused myself. Interstellar is the brilliant movie from Christopher Nolan, which spans hundreds of years. Basically, Matthew, the world is ending. Like climate change has affected the world. The food sources have dwindled, and we have to find life somewhere else. So, uh, Matthew McConaughey is one of the only. I don't know, astronauts or something, retired astronauts who could help lead this special mission to jump some different types of like universe loopholes or wormholes to get to a planet where possibly humans can continue their near Saturn. Yes. Yeah. Continue their, uh, you know, existence. Right. SARS Anne Hathaway again. Anne Hathaway had a big couple of years. Third appearance of Anne Hathaway right. on our list. Uh, Matthew McConaughey again, right? This yeah. is also his. Oh, that's third, true. Yeah, right? third appearance and, for him. Uh, Matt Damon is in the movie. Your favorite guy, the um, the Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, but oh, BD Wong. Wong is in there. Uh, please, someone give if BD Wong does not already have a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, please. And look, this is a Christopher Nolan movie. It, it's pre, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty interesting. It's very very difficult to follow though. Um, most people forty two percent probably gave it, it a five stars. Okay, four stars. Fun fact: Ellen Burstyn is there and Michael King. Yeah, Ellen Burstyn, right? Wasn't she the one in The Exorcist? She was the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Michael Caine is in there. Michael, Michael Caine plays a really How old movie. is Ellen Burstyn in uh, this movie? Probably pushing 80, man. I was going to say, because she was like, she was not young in, in The Exorcist, yeah. which came out in, what, 71? Yeah, but maybe she was playing like a close to a middle-aged woman at that, at that time that came out in 1972. She's probably pushing 80. I was like, wondering about that, too. It's like, you know, like, Reagan, the girl in The Exorcist, was so young and the mom was so old. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well. Yeah. Things happen. <laughs> so the next movie on the list is uh, Foxcatcher and we're not going to talk about this very long but it's Steve Carell play, it's a serious movie yeah? it's about James DuPont who uh, owned the, the chemical company yeah or the paint right is it, is it paint or chemical well I, I, DuPont makes plastic so too, I think. he was a big fan of uh, Olympic wrestling so he helped uh, they had a at Foxcatcher Farm they had a Olympic wrestling facility mm -hmm. and he ended up uh, killing one of the uh, Olympic wrestlers uh, murdering wrestlers it's one, it's, this is that story yeah besides a side story also not this film but the on ESPN on 30 for 30 have you got ESPN plus the documentary behind this story is mind-blowing so it has Mark Ruffalo um, I think it was uh, Channing Tatum and uh, Steve Carell Steve Carell really powerful uh, actor um, well, and no surprise, 84% did not watch this movie. Because it's about culture and it's about human. But the one It's about the human condition. Why the hell would you want to watch it? You know, there's no explosions or there's it. no boobs. <laughs> the one person who did see it, which is probably my brother-in-law, he, he gave it five <laughs> stars. So thank you to whoever that thank is who, who did watch the movie. American Sniper. Okay, American Sniper, yes. I did not put American Sniper above The Hurt Locker, which came out... Two years later, I think. But American no, Sniper. Three years before. Oh, we talked about her locker and the thing. Oh yeah. Okay. My my mistake. Uh, American Sniper. 
Chronicles, the deadliest sniper in in U.S. military history. That literally is the tagline. Um, I was surprised that I didn't like this movie more. I like I liked it, and this is uh, Clint Eastwood, right? Clint Eastwood directed. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper was he up for best actor for this movie? I think so. I think best picture definitely, but um. It was a pretty good movie, but I mean, it's not as memorable to me as Hurt Locker. Yeah, Hurt Locker just, it, you know, we talked about that. You feel like you're there, you know, you're in the foxholes with, you know, with the EOD team, you know, like the, the long, drawn out scenes really, really wearing you. This one was, it's like more a character study of a, what is it, Chris Pine, not Chris Pine, um, Chris. I forgot his name. Yeah, the, the, um, who actually went into the SEALs at a very old, a very old age. So, uh, you know, interesting enough, uh, this one has equal rating across the board. One star, two star, three star, and four star. Really? Yeah. What is it, 20% each? Yeah, about or like 25% each. Or 22% each, yeah. Okay, so, that's interesting. Not bad. Imitation game. You might like that one. Didn't see it. Don't worry, because 90% of people also did not see Imitation Game. The one person who did see it gave it one star. Yikes. But Imitation Game is the story of Alan Turing. Oh, yes, starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Alan Turing with the Turing test. Yep. Uh, You know, and his job is to make a machine that will break the enemy code right and if you and basically later on interpreted in computer science is if you had somebody blindly interacting with yeah. two different types of user interfaces could and, and, and if you could not tell that that was computer generated you have passed the turing test if somebody could not tell that they were interacting with a computer instead of a person then the ai would have passed the turing test yeah but i don't, I don't think that has anything to do yeah with that it. was like later on yeah. that was that was one of her but anyway it, like it also talks about very it also ta- well, i know this film also like really deals with the fact that he struggled with homosexuality yeah. for a very long time correct correct and it's pretty uh pretty powerful movie um man 90 percent. i haven't seen one like that yet where no one has saw it, like only one person saw it wait alan turing was a brit right yeah Okay, so Benedict Cumberbatch did not... I mean, he used his, his normal speaking voice. He did not have to... <laughs> yeah, he, he did not have to cop an American accent like he did for Doctor Strange. So, the next movie we have is The Grand Budapest Hotel. It's a Wes Anderson movie. It's brilliant. I don't remember the full plot. I just know what takes place. And there's an interesting, like, exotic and just unique hotel. Bill Murray's in it. Funny movie. Um, and 25% gave it five stars. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Where is the Hunger Games on your list? We went through all of 2012 without even mentioning the Hunger Games. Oh, um, That was a glaring so, omission. So, Jason, this is the best movies of the year and not the trashiest movies of the year. And Hunger Games is trash. Okay. I would have given it a five. Of course. You would give it a five, Jason. And may I just say, I volunteer as a tribute. Oh, my gosh. Right I volunteer as a tribute. Hunger Games. You, wait, you okay? You cannot uh, at Hunger least. Hunger Games is trash. Okay, man. even if you don't yeah. endorse it, right? Even if you didn't like the movie, even if you didn't, you weren't in with with the. I don't endorse trials and like tribulations half of, Katniss, of the movies of on the list, Everdeen. but they are the best movies. Would you not at least acknowledge or recognize the fact that that was a very influential movie with like in the series for sure just like how Twilight and all of those movies were influential for tons of teeny boppers doesn't mean the movie didn't suck. I liked Hunger Games. Hunger Games is trash, man. I mean, it's all right. It's just kind of like, I mean, I watched it, but, you know. Jennifer Lawrence. I always do this thing, you know. I always do the little two-finger yeah. thing, right? But, <laughs> but, okay, so next, Boyhood. Now, Boyhood is interesting because it spans 18 years. And the true story. 
no, it's not a true story, but it is a film shot over the course of, I want to say 18 years or eight years. Um, like, that's how long it took them to make the film. But they documented the aging of a boy. So this young boy starts from being a little kid. Richard Linklater. Yeah. To growing up to, well, not that's not the kid, but yeah. The like, director, yeah. Yeah. But he uh, grows up into, you know, like a teen. Uh, pretty interesting, of course. No, no one saw it, right? Four stars. And the, got a couple more movies for th- uh, 2014. The Theory of Everything. The story of um, Stephen Hawking. Yep. I thought it was a great movie. Too soon. Very, very too soon and crass. That, that, 80% did not see that movie. <laughs> of course not. Be, because, it, because it has to do with only one of the foremost minds in the last 200 years of human history. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> there you go. But it's an awesome... Because, because I was watching The Hunger Games. I mean, it's such a crazy story, though. Like, it is such an awesome story. and or I mean, you know, it's also... Very, to think what he still did, despite... Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, okay. What What is his... What is his affliction? Did he have... Oh, was it ALS? Neural disease. That, no, was, is know. it ALS? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Lou Gehrig's disease? No. No. It's something else. I don't well, know. Let me look aggressively attacks his uh, nervous system. Um, what disease did Stephen Hawking have? And one person gave it five stars, and two people gave it ten stars. Everyone else did not see it. So thank you to that one person who actually watched Theory of Everything. Great movie. Kingsman. How about Kingsman? Oh, he, he does... Or he does. He did have... Um, ALS. Oh, I mean, not like I should like brag about that, but was, yeah, Stephen Hawking did have uh, Lou Gehrig disease, Gehrig's disease, and he still had he still bore children afterwards. I believe yeah. he was confined to the wheelchair, and you know, none of his. I mean, basically, it was like. Um, no, sorry, side story. Did you guys watch that uh, documentary? It was a couple years ago on Netflix about Jason Becker, the 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 rock guitarist. Um, he was. A prodigy when he was a teenager. He was tapped actually by David Lee Roth's band when Dave broke away from Van Halen to be Dave's main guitarist to play with like this super group featuring uh, Billy Sheehan, who went on to play with Mr. Big on bass, um, David Lee Roth on vocals, and then he had some weird, you know, twinge in his neck. Jason Becker actually came down with ALS. He's still alive today and he still makes music, although he's. You know, he can basically only move like his face. Yeah, in his, I, I, I've heard that story before. Yeah. Unbelievable story. Unbelievable. Sorry. So next is Kingsman. Michael Caine. Uh, no, Michael Caine, a fourth approach. Michael Caine. What is that other guy, the guy from King's Speech? Gosh, why can't I think of his I name? I forgot his name, too. Kingsman is basically the British version of, like, any kind of, like, fancy action hero. Uh, it's like the prep school for... The 007. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's not 007, but like, you know, a new, like, like everyone is dressed up the proper, um, gosh, I can't even think of the main guy. So in other words, it's like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, man, I guess, man. I get even Thank though you. it's not I'm these just, analogies. I'm I'm swinging even for though the it's fences. Not, I'm just going to let you have it. But <laughs> 40% gave it four stars. So not bad. Now that that closes out 2014, we'll just do 2015. Get through 2015. Wait, are we gonna do what movies? 
were not on your list? Because yeah, okay, sure. I already I already said Hunger Games, which was a massive, massive oversight on your part. So <laughs> shame on you. Okay. Also, Act of Valor came out in 2012. Oh my god. Starring real Call of Duty the movie. <laughs> starring real life Navy SEALs who could not act, but the situations they were put in and, and the action sequences were badass. They were okay. No, like when the, when they went, they shot that one guy and the hands come out of there. They they just catch him so he won't make a splash. Everybody talks about that sequence. Super cool. Yeah, dude, we're talking about the best movies of the year, and you just put Call of Duty as one of your list. Okay. Um, Savages. That was a great movie. When did that come out? Twenty twelve. Did it come out? Yeah. Twenty twelve. Savage, Savages was great. The book was the book was. Wait, great you got to make sure that that yes. twenty twelve Savages is, in fact, about the, about the drugs. Oh, yeah. Well, that movie was very good. Yeah. I didn't know it came out in 2012. Yeah, based on a book. Um, Ted was also in 2012. That wasn't on your yeah, survey. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not really... Ted is actually not that great of a movie, Jason. I don't know if I would say that's one of the best movies of 2012, but... Uh, okay, you, you, did, you did not put Man of Steel. Thank you, by the way. That, that was a good call on your part. Um, that's all I got. That was the all right. Room. Let's go to 2015, and we'll just end it with 2015, so we can finish off next episode with the final four years. Yeah. Yeah. So, 2015 is actually one of the best years of movies in the past decade for sure. We we'll started off with Ex Machina. You told me for months to watch this, and you're like, "Dude, you're into AI. You would love this movie." And I never got around to and it. And you know, it's so funny because you talked about the Turing test when we talked about the Imitation Game, and literally, that is what this movie premises like revolves around so ba ba basically there's a programmer his name is dom hall or he's played by dom hall gleason and he goes to this hidden like resort like place that this billionaire like tech guru played by oscar isaac owns and he's like you know basically the front tech revolutionary during this time and he wants dom hall gleason's character to determine whether these robots would pass the Turing test, right? So he has these cyborgs, right? And the main one is played by Alicia Vikander. This is her first, like, big breakout mm. movie. And basically the movie is just conversation between these two or three characters and whether or not Dom Hall Gleason accepts that she has her own mind. consciousness yeah, yeah. Oh. and it's uh, or she's self-aware yeah and it, it's a uh, very 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 good like does it does it tackle the topic of free will yes okay it's that, a very very good movie that's one that's one of the other big things when it comes to ai it tackles a lot of topics and oscar isaac is a really really good actor this is the first time i've ever seen him you probably know oscar isaac from that movie on uh, Netflix yep Triple Frontier Triple Frontier and yeah. also he, what was he in Star Wars he was uh, uh, oh I forgot what character he plays in Star Wars yeah, yeah he was he was in um, Force Awakens right yeah but awesome movie Ex Machina 28% uh, gave it 5 stars 15% gave it 3 stars the rest did not see it because your friends like sci-fi 50% didn't see it Jason okay, oh, so. okay. Okay, It Follows. Did you see it? You saw It Follows, Jason, right? You watched It Follows. No. But, however, I am on the IMDb page right now. Here, here is word for word the synopsis of It Follows. A young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. Okay, I'm going to... Proving that even in the afterlife, you can be a perv. I'm going to tell you <laughs> right now, 70% of the people 
that took the survey did not see this movie. And then the rest is just an even split. So the remaining 15% half thought it was good, half thought it was horrible. This movie is genre-defining. It may not have been like one of the best movies of the year, but it is one of the best horror movies in the past 10 years. Oh, really? Hands down. Okay. Hands down. You don't use those words lightly. No, I do not use those. And it's not scary. I mean, it's, you know, it can be scary. I guess some people... Is it because of the subject matter? Because it deals with, like, almost, like, like sexual harassment? Uh, no, I, you know, that it that is a plot mechanism... Or the, the sex is a plot mechanism that kind of pushes the, the story through. But, I mean, because really this is just a uh, social commentary on prom- promiscuity between... Uh, Teenagers, mm-hmm. right? So basically, you know, you have sex with this person, you transfer the SCD, and it goes to you have to give it to the next person before you get rid of that stigma kind of thing, right? So basically, this is what happens there's a ghost, it haunts one person until they die. Yeah, if they don't die, that person has to find another person, have sex with them, so the ghost no longer is chasing them, it's chasing the next person, right? So teens will do anything to get laid. And this ghost. Can you please go to bed with me so this ghost can stop haunting me, please? No one sees the ghost except that person that it's following. I'm going to make another analogy. So basically, it's that one scene from Grease Part 2. No. Let's do it for our country. The red, white, and the blue. No, no, it's not. But I mean, so this is only that one person sees the ghost. And the ghost doesn't run. It doesn't fly. It doesn't do anything. Just, it's just a girl that walks. Okay? But it always walks, and it'll always catch up to you. Okay? And this is the premise of the story. Like, you know, you make these... It doesn't really terrorize you. It's just... No, it kills there. you. It oh. just only walks to find you and kill you. That's oh. what it does, right? And so, you know, it's very interesting to see, how, like, when it approaches this girl, when it eventually catches up to the girl in the multiple ports of the movie, because you always see it from other people's perspective, and they don't see it. So when when it does shift back to her perspective and she turns or whatever, she sees it right there. And it's it's good. It's very, very good. It's, it's a refreshing take on the horror genre. And most people didn't see it. <laughs> 70, like, like I said, 70 people didn't see it. That is a bizarre tagline, I, I must say. It is a incredible. It's very good. You should definitely see it. Mad Max Fury Road. Big, big, big hit. I mean, by the producers of 300, so, you know, you've got that, you've got that visual style. Um, Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron. A retelling. I, I would even say, okay, as good a movie as The Road Warrior was, and what, what was that, 79, yeah. Uncle Ken? 80, 81? Sure. Early 80s. Yeah. Most people even agree, even people that, that are stalwarts for how good of a film that was, they would say Mad Max Fury Road absolutely trumped the original film, and that is not easy to do. I like it. Nicholas Hute, Hote, he's in there. Huff. Huff? Yeah. Is really? Beast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like him Hank in there. McCoy. Charlize Theron's obviously really good. And, of course, Tom Hardy was just, he's excellent. I mean, he just plays that bronze, oh, rugged, rugged guy real well. Zoe Kravitz is in there, too. Hey, two X-Men are in this movie. 36% uh, gave it five star. Definitely a pretty good movie. Only 36%? Of- was that the majority? That's the majority. It was tied. And most people, or 36% gave it three stars. So they either didn't see it or just thought it was middle of the road. So many people that are in like film But circles? a bunch of people actually rated it low. 15% gave it wow. three stars. So, uh, well, so many people that are like really, like film buffs actually really praise 
the storytelling, the camera work, the CGI, the you know the visuals. All right, here's the next one. Golly. The Revenant. Oh, boy, here we go. Leonardo DiCaprio's and the beer. Uh, redemption film, I guess, if you could call it. Right? <laughs> he fights the bear. And that's survives, all you need to know. And then he has to... And then he begins to talk. <laughs> yeah, and then he has to exact revenge on the people who killed his son and destroyed his village, or his remaining. And for this, he won the Academy Award. This, yeah. is, this is the same guy who did Who's Eating Gilbert Grape. Who did Titanic? Gosh, honestly, Revenant who did is, the Aviator? Revenant is his worst role. That's what I'm saying. And he won the Aviator Aviator was better. Hoover, J. Edgar, or whatever, was better. Oh God, he was good in that. This is Wolf of Wall role. Street was better. Wolf of Wall Street was better. But I mean, maybe it was just like it's it's a culmination of, of all those years of work, and they're like, ah, let's finally give 26% it. Twenty six percent gave it four stars. Twenty one percent gave it five stars. All right, The Martian, the Matt Damon, another space movie with Matt Damon. This time, Matt Damon and his crew are supposed to go to Mars. Um, Jessica Chastain. He does land on Mars. A.K.A. Beverly Marsh from It. By himself. Um, but like his way back home is destroyed, so the people on Earth rush to find a way to bring him back. Right? It's pretty interesting story. I'm not a space guy. I don't watch any of those movies. I'm, I've, I've never been all in with NASA. I've never... I, you know, Ken, I must say, I have never had any motivation to probe Uranus. God, you're so, so improper. But 50% gave it Talking about four, four or five stars. We get it. We get it, Jason. It was a lame joke. But 50% gave it four or five stars. The other rest didn't see it. So you guys got to watch more movies, man. Sicario. <laughs> Tell, yeah, why did you send out send out a broadcast message on WhatsApp? Because apparently this is how you tapped people. Okay, Sicario. This movie is gonna rate very very well on this because, yeah, lots of lots of bullets, lots of blood. Yeah, I'm not. We're just gonna rush through it. I, it got the same thing as The Martian. It got fifty percent. Oh, well, sixty percent. 65 percent gave it four or five stars. Thirty five percent didn't see it. You watched Sicario, Uncle Ken? Yeah. That was a great movie. Benicio Del Toro, second best Benicio. Third best Benicio Del Toro <laughs> role, role. Emily Blunt was in there. She was awesome. Yeah, she was. Daniel Kalula, yeah. who ended up, you know, f- having fame from what Dead What does Sicario Out. mean? So, no, not soldiers. No, we, we covered this before. Uh, I don't know, man, but it was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. And everybody Jay, was Josh looking, Brolin. Everybody was so so looking forward to part two. And that yeah. was good, too. Dude, Josh that dude Brolin. from Burn could, Notice was in there. Josh Brolin could do no wrong for like a four or five year stretch, right? Yeah. Even before he was Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I mean, this was it. The Hateful Eight, another Quentin Tarantino. I told you, man, every Quentin Tarantino movie is going to And another up. Western. And that was a really good one, too. The Hateful Eight primarily takes place in a bar or a saloon. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like Reservoir Dogs in that matter where it's just really dialogue-driven. And one of my favorite actors, Walter Goggins. He's in there? Yeah. What's that girl from Red Dawn? She's in there, too. Jennifer Jason Leigh? Jennifer Jason Leigh. Jennifer Lee. Jason Leigh is in there. Boy, she was like, whoa. Kurt Russell? Samuel Jackson. Everybody kept wondering if Samuel Jackson was going to do like the voice in a was western. Was Russell there? Yeah, he was. Yeah, really? there. Yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. And who was I, the brother? Really who, who played the brother? The one that died? Was it the brother or the husband? And yeah, I'm going to pull my, pull my six shooter out and I hope they burn in hell! <laughs> Samuel Jackson. That was, 
that was a good movie. Did you did they use did they use the word MF? You know, it, <laughs> back in the old west. <laughs> you know, it's he probably started it. Honestly, it's surprising because this one it got like fifteen percent across the board. Like some people didn't see it, but then it got. 15% one star, 15% two star, 15% four star, 15% five star. That's that's pretty interesting. The big short. Okay. You can talk about the big short. You're you're a fi- you're a finance and economics major, right? You know so much more about the mechanics about like the 08 financial crisis than I do, but I've I've read a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Big short actually really covered, you know, the whole exploitation of shorting the housing market. Yeah, sure. Um, it told it from a variety of perspectives you had uh, Christian Bale's character, mm-hmm. who basically takes his entire hedge fund and takes $1.3 billion and says, okay, we're going to short our entire position based on the fact that the housing market will collapse because evidently the U.S. government and private industry is all in cahoots to severely undervalue uh, these mortgage-backed securities and then basically say, okay, these investments are all trash." Who cares? We're still going to rate them super, super high and just resell them as trash. Yeah. And this whole thing was like one big cycle of garbage that finally wound up wound up collapsing. Yeah. It was a good movie. And it was funny. It was good. It had great actors. Christian yeah. Bale. I did not see this movie. Ben right. Affleck. It's right up my alley. Though. No, Ben Affleck was not in the big movie. Well, I'm sorry, not Ben Affleck. What am I thinking about? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah, that was a super good movie. Yeah, I really liked Big Short. That was a good movie. Um, and Margot yeah, Robbie. the people who did see yeah. it thought it was good. We have forty uh, percent of them either gave it it's, four or five stars. It's also a really interesting way because I mean the material they're dealing with is so technical, and I mean you you really have to be up on your mm-hmm. up on your finance to do this. But um, the fact that they brought in like those cameos, they had like uh, Uncle Ken just said they had Margot Robbie segue to one. Yeah, Selena Gomez, um, Anthony Bourdain did one. It was very cool. Yeah. A big, a big short for me was a strong five. Last movie. I've seen that movie a dozen times. The last times. movie of 2015, Spotlight. Ah. Okay. This was the one I rated even higher than Big Short because I've seen Spotlight twice and I watched it both times on Netflix. Winner of the Academy Award for Best Picture, which about the, the team at the, what was it? Um, Boston. Boston Globe, uh, who the, the crack investigative team who uncovered... Uh, the church sex scandal. It's. I mean, you. I, you, I kind of feel like maybe you have to be a journalist to appreciate how good. I was just is. about to say that. If you, if you like movies like The Paper Chase yeah. and you and you know The Paper and you know like stuff like that. Um, and it's ne- really good. And network. I mean, it's just a ridiculously like crazy story. Yeah. Like the the vast amount of cases and the conspiracy yeah it's just incredible and they were basically like okay so why did nobody touch us before movie mark ruffalo mark ruffalo um julianne moore no mark ruffalo um no um from uh rachel Rachel mcadams Ah, uh michael michael keaton batman himself yes (laughs) but you know this is gonna disappoint you jason Oh God! What do you? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, because it was okay. Let me guess. It's a it's a timely and topical issue. Um, it has great bearing on <laughs> on on the fabric of society and everything like that. Most oh, people gave it gosh. a two. So, eighty percent of people didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> but the twenty percent that did see it. Can I just say something to you? The gave people, it or four you guys or five suck. stars. The, the people who did see it gave it four or five stars. So shout out to the people who did see it. They liked it. Yeah, all four of you. Eh, more than four. But 
on that note, that's 2015. We have four more. 2016, 17, 18. Four Wait, more years left. You did not include the Hunger Games Mockingjay. Yes, I did not include the Hunger Games Mockingjay. <laughs> How You're could correct. this movie possibly fail, though? How, well, it's, it's, I was reading the storyline here, the plot, or, or whatever you want to call it, but this is so... It's true story too. The groove yeah. as to what's happening even here in Guam. Yeah, that's why I think like especially maybe I would. Yeah, you know maybe they just didn't see it. I mean you know like I guess you know my my demographic. Or it's a little were, too close to home. Maybe he's yeah, a little yeah. younger. They don't Could watch be. those things. But I think if you live on Guam and you did watch this movie, I don't know how you couldn't think that it was good. I think uh, no, and what's crazy is this movie. I mean it. Okay, it had its theatrical run, but when it came out on Netflix, I remember because of all the work that we did with the local church scandal. Crystal Paco, our former investigative reporter, really started breaking into that story when this movie came out on Netflix. So the whole thing was one big confluence of, oh, that really happened. And this happened at a much larger market. And, you know, this has bearing on, on yeah. us. And, every, and I remember a bunch of um, the people in the newsroom, they watch it and they're like, oh, man, did you see that stuff? And, you know, th- this is yeah. this type of stories that we're, we're starting to break. So, I mean... It's a very long movie, too. And it's, yeah. it's very, very detailed and very layered. So you can definitely tell, though that a lot of our people who took the podcast haven't watched all the movies, which is, you know, that's... They're not you. That can happen. Like, not everybody gets to watch a movie every week of their life, (laughs) right? Which we do, right? So... uh, Ken watches four, by the way. So that's understandable. But um, we do hope that the rest of you can partake in our little survey. Just click on the link below in the podcast description. And we will be back next week with the final four years of the decade. And we'll follow that up the following week with the 10 best movies of the decade year by year it's going to be hunger games on that note (laughs) happy Happy movie. movie